0: Is is homeless a look?
1: <laughs> Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken... Uh, uh, Reinbacher. Bingo! You got it!
0: Molendijk! <laughs> Molendijk! <laughs>
1: <Molendike. laughs> I'm Dylan Waugh, the sidekick. Today we're going to be talking about, a little bit about the draft, but more about the trades... Hockey in general, and of course, upcoming free agency.
0: How was that? Was that all right? That was good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we didn't we s- didn't do a dry run of that before. No. That was that com- came completely out of the blue. And no, no sidekick reference today, so. Well,
1: that was that, kind of in yeah, lieu of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got it. I, I get realized it. that I get to it. try to put a sidekick reference in with that bit would have been too much.
0: <clears throat> so now I I can't figure out whether that was deliberate on the canadians part or not no chance no, chan- cause no chance cuz somehow somebody was saying it was deliberate or something but imagine that you spend how much do they spend to send carry price to the draft i mean it's the montreal canadians and yeah. they have more money than god but like what okay so you flew him in put him up for a couple of days at probably at prob- grand to 10 probably the grand. best the best hotel you can find Yeah. you know you, you you've spent a fair bit of money for him to go up and say one name. I
1: think he tweeted that he was sorry.
0: Oh, he did. He did. Yeah, he did.
1: Which leads me but, to think.
0: But it's it just doesn't like I don't get it. Like, what's so difficult about David Reinbacher and Tanner Molendyk? Like, like what's really? Difficult like, is that like, he was like practicing when, Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But yeah. when. But when. Um, when Yosi and Pecorine were up there, he went. Okay, the Nashville ple- Predators are pleased to select. Tanner, and then he waits, and I thought Yossi was going to say Morlandike. Yeah. And Yossi's just standing there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You had one job, guys. One
1: job. One job. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I I mean, the thing is, is that I did wonder if it was on purpose. Firstly, Kent Hughes came out and immediately said, it's on purpose. Yeah. But, you know, how do you tell when a general manager's lying?
0: (laughs) <laughs> his ones are, yeah, 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 are moving yeah yeah yeah
1: but kent hughes came out and said if this was on purpose but um it does line up with carrie price's wry sense of humor that we saw it before does. see that's the, yeah he was destroyed yeah
0: see that's that kind of is why i was wondering maybe maybe it all was a setup maybe it all was they were just trolling everybody
1: yeah yeah well yeah. you
0: know what very small blip in the grand scheme of things <laughs> very very small blip I think blip. That we should dedicate the podcast people are going to people are going to be more talking more about whether or not they should have drafted Matt Vemichkov than David Ryan than this David Reinbacher thing so well that's uh yeah so we're not going to talk a, too
1: too much about the draft
0: no no cuz it's well as we speak we're speaking on Thursday
1: second l- early afternoon early. oh no no
0: they're into the th- Well into the third round by now.
1: I meant the second round of the...
0: Oh, the second day. Day two. Day two. Day two is what I meant to say. Actually, the website I'm looking at, Montreal, is picking next at 69. Nice.
1: Nice. (laughs)
0: Nice. (laughs) So we're
1: not going to take too much time on the draft because Ken and I are kind of uh, in concert in thinking this. Even the people that spend their entire careers talking about prospects get it wrong a lot. So... (laughs) Why should we be
0: here projecting? Oh my goodness! Prospects. I, I'm just I'll, I will say one thing. Arizona just selected a kid by the name of Jonathan Castagna out of the uh, out of St. Andrew's College. Hey,
1: can't stand you.
0: Yeah, and, but but he is a um, he goes to St. Andrew's College. The oh yeah yeah private the one school in New up yeah. in Aurora. And I've actually got a story this Sunday in the Toronto, Star, or well this weekend. I'm not sure if it's going to be Saturday or Sunday. This Saturday or Sunday in the Toronto Star. About this kid. Nice. So, yeah.
1: Probably Saturday, knowing the Toronto Star, they like to do their big thing on Saturday. Yeah,
0: and then not get you the paper. <laughs> like, like Saturdays, it's like it's a crapshoot as to whether it's going to show up at my door or not. Really? I know, I know that a lot of people listening to this are like, I'm probably speaking in servo Croatian right now. Yeah. What do you mean a paper shows up at your door? What yeah. do you mean? Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So yeah. Okay. So a few thoughts from the draft. Let's let's. uh Let's bust it down a little bit.
1: Okay, well nothing uh, interesting for the well, first well, pick.
0: Well, no, no, but but I mean I, I think, you know, the things that stick out obviously are no trades. Yeah. Uh uh this draft had a no trade clause. Um and 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 it was weird because like uh we were talking before, this is the first year I think in 25 years that I'm missing both the Stanley Cup final and the draft. Yeah. And so yesterday was not the greatest day for me. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, th- that's a long way of saying I've been to a lot of these things over the years. And I-, I don't ever remember going through a first round and not having Gary Bettman come up and say, we have a trade. You know, even right. even if it's just, you know, even if it's just, you know, the, uh, the San Jose Sharks trade the 26th pick to, you know, blah, blah, blah for the 33rd and the 42nd pick, you know, something like that. Like they, they trade down because they think they're going to get a guy later and they pick up an extra pick. Like that just seems to always happen, like at least that. Um, but there was nothing, that, like nothing this year. And I guess, you know, I guess that speaks to, and it probably speaks to the fact that this draft, every draft's a crapshoot. Everyone is a craft shoot, crap mm-hmm. shoot. Like anybody who's going beyond the top five or six or seven guys in this draft and saying, "Oh my god, what a terrible pick," or "Oh my god, what a great pick." Mm. Like they're they're talking out their, you know what, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and because yeah, you know, half of these people haven't seen any of these guys play. First yeah. of all, yeah, and and but but and and I stopped that game a long, long time ago. You know, yeah. I mean, so. It was kind of weird, and but I think it speaks to the fact that a lot of teams had their guy right, and he was still there. So why would you trade down? Why would you trade up? Right? Yeah. You know. So so I think that was part of it. I think part of it is just you know a lot of uncertainty in the marketplace. You know, there are a lot of big names still available via trade, as we're going to talk about later probably, mm-hmm. and um, and I, I just think that you know that that uh, it's just one of those years where. There wasn't, you know. I mean, it's a pretty good draft. It's a pretty deep draft. Everybody that was picking in the first round thought they could get a pretty good player at that spot, and that guy probably was still there. They knew that guy was probably still going to be there when they were picking. So, yeah. um, you know, a few few minor surprises. I guess you know the first one would be Adam Fantilli falling to number three from number two. Yeah. I mean, you know, and 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 that that speaks to your point. Right, right there. Like every single draft prognosticator out there had him going number two. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like it was, you know, and 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 so the the ducks went off the board. You know, uh, not off the board. They didn't go off the board. I mean, it, it it's like I said, it's board we're not, adjacent. We're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna know for five years who the better player is. You know. For all we know, what, yeah, I mean, I mean, we we think Connor Bedard's going to be the best player in this draft. We think Matt Mitchkoff or Adam Fantilli are going to be the second best player in the draft. But I can tell you this right now. The Vegas Golden Knights in the third round, 77th overall, just picked a guy by the name of Matthew Cataford from the Halifax Mooseheads of the QMJHL. I don't know shit about this kid, but for all we know, he could be the best player in this draft. Yeah. For all we know, some kid who's playing junior B and and uh, isn't even getting picked today might be the best player among this age group. So, anyways, uh, so it was it was it was mildly surprising that um, that Fantilli went three.
1: Can I say something to that? Yep. Pat Verbeek, Kekalainen, Kekalainen, mm-hmm. because that that reminded me so much of the Poli RV, yeah, um, uh,
0: Pierre Luc Dubois who we will be talking about later. And the funny, the funny thing here is, you know, Kecklein came out before the draft and said, we will be picking a franchise center. Well, duh, (laughs) the first four guys picked. I mean, you were, you were going to get one, you know, theoretically you were getting one of Carlson. Yeah. Or Fantilli, Yeah. Or maybe Will Smith, if you were reaching that far. right? Right. So you were getting one of those guys. Um, couple of other quick sort of surprises um i don't think it was a big surprise that that philly went for Mitch uh i think it's a great move by philly um it signals something though for philly well it signals that that they're gonna they're gonna suck for three years it signals truly their rebuild. Yes, yeah. it does. Yes, it does. And it, and it and I mean by the names that we're hearing out there and the yeah. fact that they traded Kevin Hayes and the fact that Travis Konechny and Carter Hart and Travis Sanheim and everything that's not, you know, basically nailed down in in Philadelphia is up is up for trade indicates to us that they're going hard to tank city. Yeah. Right? And yeah. and what it also indicates is that Daniel Briere has the has the the, the at latitude from ownership to be able to tear this thing down and build it back up, right? So um, it's great because you know in three years, what you know conceivably in three years when the Flyers are going to be starting to turn the corner, mm-hmm. at three or three years or four years or five years, whatever, yeah, yeah. they're going to have an NHL player, an NHL ready player, in their organization, and they're going to have them on an, on an entry level deal. For three years. Absolutely. So it's, I, I think it's fantastic for Philadelphia. What a great, you know, that was great that he just fell that, that far. And I, I think Columbus was another one, you know, it was fantastic for them that Fantilli fell, uh, you know, into their laps. Oh, um, yeah. I, I was a bit. And he kind of
1: say, says Columbus, like the way that Fantilli plays and the, and the kind of team that, that Columbus wants to be. They're kind of, it's, they seem well suited for each other.
0: Well, he said he wanted to go there. Actually, did he? Really? Which is which is strange because you don't get that too often. <laughs> but you know it was what? Between good Winnipeg for Winnipeg or
1: Columbus? No, for me, good, and I good really... for
0: good for Columbus. I mean, they've yeah. they've swung and missed on so many high picks, and yeah. and uh, it, you know, I mean, all indications are that they're not swinging and missing on this one. No, but you know, nothing is nothing is is cast in stone. So, no. um, but you know what? Good for them. I, I'm really happy for them. They needed a center. I mean, you know, I mean, people are now, I love the way people are saying, oh, wow, you know, Fantilli Go Drone Line A is their first line. Like, goodness gracious, the kids just come out of friggin' college hockey. He's 18 years old. You're put him on, putting yeah. him on the first line already. Yeah. Like, way to, you know, way to, way, to, way to set him up to, to have to meet high expectations, right? So, everybody wants
1: to rip their their toys out of the packaging yeah on christmas morning <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah last year was the exact same thing with Montreal and slavkovsky and slavkovsky said oh it looks like uh suzuki and and caulfield you know need another winger or something like yeah this, yeah, right? yeah, and, yeah yeah yeah. which I, I i love him for that and i love the big set of cojones it takes to say that but come on like let's get real here. yeah exactly and then of course every Habs fan was like well <clears> let's <throat> see what he's got on that first line
0: no how about we not and say we did how about we insulate him by putting him on the third line. Yeah. And we get a, a veteran guy who can carry some big minutes and play against other teams' top lines yeah. so that this kid has a chance to maybe score 50 points. Right. You know, playing against other teams' third lines and yeah. learn the league. And and you know what, you're gonna give him power play time. Of course you're gonna give him a chance occasionally with the best players, but like
1: Yeah, and, and, you and so know what? it's the same thing with I mean, it's like, Yeah. Everybody wants to unwrap their shiny toys, is is my point. Yeah. And I and I totally get that. I remember the same thing being told about Kotkaniemi. Um, I mean, look at New Jersey and Jack Hughes finally starting. Not finally, yeah. no, but yeah. you know what I yeah. mean. But like. Yeah. The first year was a struggle. Yeah, the first
0: two the years, fir- you could argue. But the first year was going to be a struggle. Of it course. was going to be a struggle. He was an 18-year-old, undersized 18-year-old kid yeah. who had played against Junior A competition yeah. all year. Yeah. He didn't play college. He didn't play major junior. Yeah, he played in the de- national development program, and he was playing against USHL teams most of the time. Yeah, you know. So yeah. So it was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean. I go back to. I look back to. You know, a guy like Adam Fantilli, and I'm not saying he's going to be this guy, but Mark Messier in his first year pro in the WHA had like two goals, right? In Fifty games. Yeah. You know, Joe Thornton. Couldn't get into the lineup in Boston. Yeah, could not. Yeah, you know, six goals. What did he have first year?
1: Oh, it's, yeah, like it, yeah, yeah. People, so yeah. so
0: yeah. So anyways, yeah. So I mean, I th- he inevitably got traded. Yeah, it was so bad, right? Well, no, but he was very very good by the time he got traded. Well, <laughs> he won the Hart Trophy that year.
1: <laughs> the year before he got traded. No, the
0: year he got he, traded. Well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But he was he was all he had already established himself as a star in the league by the time oh, okay. he got traded. Yeah. See that that's
1: just a. Touch before my
0: time, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but
0: Ken. but you know, read a book. Uh, anyways, um, anyways, like I know about Rocket Richard and guys like that. So I would, but they're always before there. my time.
1: Boomers,
0: okay. Um, I've got about my six months was, that I can milk my okay kid boomer, was, and then you know, my kid was like laughing at me the other night. We went to the Jays game, yeah, and I got him to because I like to score the game when I'm there. Right And, and so I got them to print out a couple of score sheets on, on, uh, on your computer.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, I took this sort of clipboard thing I used to use when I was coaching minor hockey and I had it all in there with the bike pen and everything. Yeah. And where I was carrying it on the subway and my kids were just having a friggin' field day with that. <laughs> Don't you know there's an app on your phone where you could probably just do that? And I'm like, no, and even if I did know that, I don't care.
1: Yeah. You know, so yeah. anyways. Yeah. Well, we got uh myself and another goalie coach got okay boomered by by these kids and we're like, both millennials, guys. Both of us are millennials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, Thank you.
0: Don't put us in that
1: group. Yeah.
0: The group that's ruining the world. Anyways, uh uh another present s-
1: company excluded, of course.
0: Yeah, little little bit of surprise from Arizona. Uh 12 uh, they went six, uh, Simashev, Dmitry Simashev. And then at 12, they picked his teammate, um, Daniel Boot. Daniel Boot. And those guys were both projected late in later in the first round. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of people thought you could have traded down and still got those guys, but you need a trade partner. You, you need somebody to trade. And it, obviously nobody was in the mood for making deals last night. So... Um Simashev was
1: 19th on Bob McKenzie's uh consensus ranking.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like and and yeah. and um Boot was sort of 30th, 30th. Yeah, in the 20s, whatever. So, yeah, so that, that was a bit of a surprise. Um, you know, I mean the Leafs kind of surprised a, a few people with their pick. Easton Cowan from uh from London. You had a tweet about that. I did, because yes. I was I was chatting with Andrew Maloney, who's yeah. Easton Cowan's um, agent. Yeah. And I said, oh, are the guys with draft interesting backstories? Because last year I did a story on Ty Nelson before the draft who is also an Andrew Maloney client. Right, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, so so, so he says, well, you know, maybe Easton Cow and he says he was like, he was not even five feet tall in Bantam and grew up in mount bridges on a farm and loved the london knights ended up playing for them wasn't wasn't on the Holinka roster wasn't on the prospects roster yeah uh you know but might be a. Fr- and then he says but he might end up being a first round pick and and i i asked him this like 10 days ago and he goes yeah. and he and he puts in brackets maybe to toronto yeah i should have taken that more seriously probably at the time because that yeah. tells me that they 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 had probably decided that that was going to be their guy. Like, given unless something crazy happened, that was probably going to be their guy. Um,
1: I'm, I'm fairly convinced that agents
0: probably have a pretty good idea well, of who's and, picking and, them. Yeah, and Cowan said after the after the combine that he thought that the Leafs showed the most interest in him.
1: Yeah, because it's so, pretty simple arithmetic to say these three teams showed the most interest in me, and this one was the highest up.
0: Yeah, but but also. Um, you know, he was a, another guy who was a lot lower on, on virtually everybody's lists, right? Yeah. But so you think, you think the Leafs, okay, well, they picked 28th, but the thing you might not realize about the Leafs is they're not picking again until 153rd. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a second-round pick. Yeah. They don't have a third-round pick. Yeah. They don't have a fourth-round pick. So, I mean, if that's the guy you want, then you take him, Right. You know, if yeah. that's the guy you identified, and you don't have any picks because you, you can't get him in the second round because you don't have a pick. Yeah, unless you make a move, right? right? So, um, so yeah, so I mean, it was, it's, you know, it was an interesting pick. We'll see how it turns out. I'm kids, mildly surprised from kids, kids even kids super made a first round pick. What's that? Yeah, yeah.
1: To be honest, kid's
0: super competitive. He's he's uh, got a good engine. Had mm-hmm. a great second half. Um, you know, so yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, and then you know things are falling sort of all over the place now. Like I'm looking at the kids are getting picked and. You know, I I'm, I'm, I look at a guy like Nick Lardis went sixty seventh third round to Chicago. That's that's got to be an he, unfortunate he last f-
1: name for a hockey Lardis,
0: <laughs> Lardas, <laughs> yeah. um, hit so, the bike. So he fell. He yeah. fell. Um, <laughs> he did. <laughs> <Yeah>. Lardis fell.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so yeah. So I'm anyways. twelve today. You're 12. I'm 12 today. Today. I was told that my haircut makes me look 10 years younger, and I'm taking that to heart.
0: It does. Yeah. You look like the kid who got... The, the chubby kid who got who got harassed all the time in school. What? <laughs> That's how young you look. <laughs> Thanks. You look like the kid who got towel snapped all the time in gym Do you, <laughs> do you want to... You- so... I think that's I think that's underrated as a as a com, like as a joke completely. I, I think that was it, completely I, underrated. I think that if anything, it's, it's overrated. It's mean. It's mean. It got mean, a lot mean. of laughing. It's really mostly mean. from you. It's really mean. <laughs> like it's really really mean. Hey everybody, new customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code THPN. Bet just five dollars to score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So anyways,
1: okay. uh, shall we move on from the draft? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Before we do, check out KenCampbell.Substack.com for this podcast directly into your inbox. And of course, Ken's excellent writing. Don't forget to check us out on Apple Podcasts. And do leave a review. We got another review just recently. We appreciate that. The five-star reviews, of course, are the best. The
0: one-star reviews, eh, just be constructive with your criticism. and Don't be personal. That's all. Just don't be personal. Don't be personal. Like, if we're not good, we're not good. That's fine. But, like, don't go saying Dylan's like the chubby kid that got got bullied. You
1: can't stop with this, (laughs) can you?
0: Jeez, Ken, holy smokes. You're actually, actually, I want to, I want to, because we're not doing on video anymore because it takes too long for you to load it up and too much work, whatever. Oh my God. So, anyways, like literally 10 hours to upload podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you're actually looking svelte these days. I'm feeling svelte. I I know, I know you're, uh, I can tell because you're wearing tight shirts again. You are. You're wearing tight shirts I am again. I'm wearing tight shirts. You're again, actually yeah. looking really svelte. I think. Thank you. I think you're in, in so much better shape this year than you were last year that it'll probably take you two days to get cut from the worst <laughs> from the worst pro league in North America rather than just one. I think you're going to last two days this year. It took me three days last year. Okay, I think you're going three and a half, or maybe four.
1: It's amazing. I feel. so Oh my so god! Good. It's so
0: it's so mean. But see, as you know, it's all in love, right? Oh yeah. Like so, I, I, I we hate because I hate because I love. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're you're yeah. the littler
1: ball of hate. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Well, that's what Mike Zeisberger calls me.
1: Oh, does he? Oh yeah. No, that's he, funny. That's the Verbeek um, is. Well, yeah,
0: yeah. He he was the little ball of hate, and then somebody from the Leafs. I think it was Glenn Healy called called me that. Right. After Verbeek had done that. And yeah. then and ever since then, Mike Zeisberger from NHL.com, who's a is a very very good writer, does some really good stuff for them. Yeah. Now he calls me that, but he actually calls me the diminutive orb of disdain. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mike Zeisberger. Somebody got
1: a thesaurus the big for Germany. So I uh I somebody was ribbing me at the yacht club and they said, Oh, if you're gonna be on our deck or T deck, you better have a thick skin. Well, I think I've got a thick enough skin for yacht club humor.
0: I didn't really hey. know how to say <laughs> your shirt your shirt's creased. Hey.
1: yeah. I didn't really know how to say it. I was yeah, just like yeah. I was like, Oh boy, yeah. well, Some of these barbs cut deep, but I will try to live on because, you know, in hockey, we're well known for being very supportive of one another.
0: Hey, this guy invested in crypto. (laughs) <laughs> that's like their, that's like their big thing yeah but that is a pretty big insult yeah that would be yeah, yeah that yeah, that yeah. that one actually
1: might yeah. might make me cry that one might hurt had yeah. i invested in and i hadn't even invested hadn't even invested in crypto but Apropos- just the fact that you think i'd be stupid enough yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so let's talk about a few of these trades that have taken place and i know that you you only want to talk about about the the big and important trades so of course we need to get to uh Nashville a second-round pick for Red Wings' fifth-round pick. Yep. It's important stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. No, Nashville, Ryan Johansson for a second-round pick or whatever it was. Ryan Johansson to Colorado for a second-round pick. Yeah, so that one was actually very interesting. That was very interesting. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Well, let's hear it. Well, I mean, everybody's talking about how... How Colorado has, you know, really short up its top six. That that goes on the assumption that Ryan Johansson is a top six forward. You don't think he is? I don't think he is. Interesting. I don't think he is. I don't think he's been one for a long time. Hmm. I think actually it was for Alex Galchenyuk, which is yeah, it was
1: diddy squat.
0: Yeah, that's that's even less currency, way less currency than a second round pick.
1: Yeah. And so every time I see his name, I, I think, really? Still?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, teams are still wanting him. <laughs> How is he not in the KHL right now? Yeah. It's shocking yeah. to me. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, But, but I, I just, you know, I mean, I, I I guess it's a good move by Colorado, but to me, uh, I mean, with the exception of 21-22, mm. when he... And uh, and um, Matt Duchesne and Philip Forsberg all went bonkers. Yeah, this guy hasn't been a this guy hasn't been a top six forward for five years, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think that they're they're banking on the fact that they can insulate him. Yeah, because what happened was essentially Nashville traded uh, Seth Jones for him. I want to say. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nashville traded Seth Jones with Columbus uh, for him. With the expectation that he was going to be a first-line center. Right. And then he wasn't. Ever. And then he continued to not be. Yeah. And then it just got worse from there. Right. Now, as a second-line center, had Nashville had a first-line center. Right. Had him in a more sheltered second-line center role, potentially he could have been had a great career in Nashville.
0: I, I suppose, yeah.
1: Right? And I think that it's no coincidence that Matt Duchesne starts playing well, and look who starts playing well as well. Ryan Johansson. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. that their their theory here is put him behind uh McKinnon, Nathan McKinnon. Another Colorado legend. I'm not sure <laughs> Like Matthew see, Shane. but I'm
0: see but I'm not 100% sure that Ross Colton isn't going to isn't going to usurp him as the second line center. You might not be wrong and, about and that. And and he goes down to the third line.
1: Yeah, maybe. Either way, the point is 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 that, is uh, that obviously Colorado really Colorado really him better than Colorado
0: really, really well, can they though? I mean, beyond the first, beyond you know Nathan McKinnon. I mean, they they. He's going to be playing with a good winger. They've well, yeah, probably natushkin if Irregardless. if regardless if, if Nachushkin is yeah is around co- is around and comes back and yeah. is, has has his head in the right place. Yeah, um, you know, you assume he's probably going to play with Nachushkin. There, I mean, that top line is pretty set. Yeah, with McKinnon, Lekkinen, and um, Rantanen. Yeah. Um, all ending that—that's got it. There's got to be an n play on words you can do on that line. No, McKinnon, McKinnon, no, rant-a-nin. It's they're all an n. So, anyways, yep. The n line. <laughs> yeah. Well, that joke fell flatter than piss on a plate. As my dad would say. As your dad would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also would say that guy should be shot with a bucket of his own shit. Hmm. You always say that, too. It's harsh. It is. <laughs> you know,
1: back in the day, <laughs> they used to put rock salt in the shotguns. Well, have I introduced to you excrement.
0: Your own excrement. Your own excrement. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come here. Take a dump in this bucket for me for a second. Why? Oh. I want to load my shotgun. What the hell? And then shoot you. <laughs> and then shoot you. <laughs> Throughout this whole process, oh, it never God. occurred to me that you'd be turning that gun on me. <laughs> Touche.
0: <laughs> okay, traditional so yeah. It's to be so. said when you're
1: shot with a... Never mind. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's move along. Let's move along here. Um, yeah, no, I think that that's an interesting one. Um, this one's really interesting. The Golden Knights, known for their ruthlessness, trade Riley Smith to the yeah. Penguins yeah. for a third round pick yep. right after winning the cup. Right. One more misfit, bites the dust.
0: One more miss. now we're down to four, is it? Is we're it down four? to four. W- and William Carlson might still be drunk by the time next season starts. <laughs> so he may not start the season there.
1: <laughs> He's on LTIR.
0: Yeah, <laughs> drunk. 5 Yeah, hangover. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dehydration. Dehydration. <laughs> I just thought that was a stupid drunken rant. Everybody was so excited about it. I just thought it was a dumb drunken rant. Yeah, I mean, people are so
1: not used to uh,
0: any form of... Yeah, any form of... of, of That kind of speaks to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It speaks volumes of how starved for personality we are in, in hockey. Right, right. Yeah, not you and I specifically. We have personalities.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not good ones, but... No, who said that? Uh Toffoli, Igor Anyways, Pittsburgh, Igor like, I mean, the Pittsburgh side of this is interesting, right? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I mean, they get, you know, they get a 32-year-old right winger who's, you know. and he's good. Again, yeah, he's good, but again, I mean, it's a good pickup. He's making $5 million. He's probably, you know, maybe that's a little overpriced for him, but yeah. again, you know, you've got a new manager who's just come in, yeah, and gotten another third over thirty-year-old player. Oh yeah, I. You know what I mean? You know, know what I mean? Like it's like, it's like it's like it's like it's like okay, I guess that means, I guess that means they think that this group can still do something. Oh yeah, uh, I I don't see it. I um, see it. I don't. Why not? I mean, you have to get this because this lineup has to get like about. Thirty kilometers an hour faster than it is right now.
1: I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. My point is, is that the issue last year was not Crosby Malkin. No, it wasn't. It Letang. wasn't.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so, so I guess, I guess, I
0: guess, by that, by that metric, you say, okay, bring in some better players are behind them, and then, the, and, and they will, and Smith and, the, is and, and yeah, and he's one, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, Tyler Foley for Igor Sharenkovitch.
0: I think Tom Fitzgerald is is. On the cusp of winning GM of the year. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. That he robbed Calgary blind.
1: You think that's a a blind robbery? I
0: think that's a big time robbery, yeah. Yeah. I I think that it's
1: maybe tilted towards New Jersey's side. But Sharon Govich is a not insignificant prospect and
0: and i would not be surprised if tyler Foley performs well that he signs for a couple more years oh in New he's gonna do really well in New and, Jersey. And, and 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 so you've got you say you know i mean tom fit tom fitzgerald said it yesterday you know we're bringing this guy in test drive us for a year yeah because what tom fitzgerald is doing right now is he's betting on the devils being becoming and being a destination place mm-hmm. for nhlers and you can see the point right why not well they they practice and play in the same building yeah they sleep in their beds more nights than any team in the NHL yeah um they uh they have a you know they have a really good program going they've got a good team you want a party in New York yeah yeah. you can go over to New York you can get yeah. to New York in 10 minutes and you're not in New York you' right. you get to go to New York whenever you want and you're relatively not super anonymous but you know you're out of that spotlight, so mm-hmm. there's a lot going for it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so you know, I think that's what Tom Fitzgerald is doing is he's betting on, um, he's betting on that organization being able to prove to players that the Devils can be a place where people want to be. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I, I, the thing that I love about Tyler Toffoli, having watched and covered him with the Montreal Canadiens. And it holds true from everything I've seen with him in Calgary as well is it's like, I don't really know what you do well here. Every time that I hear an announcer say, but I,
0: but I look down at the score sheet and you had a goal and to assist. Right. Every yeah. time
1: I hear an announcer say, oh, he's got that great shot. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Yeah, it's good. He's he's got he's a great skater. No, he's not a great oh, skater. Oh, he's not a great skater. Yeah, he's He's not fast, yeah, he's not yeah. agile, yeah, and yet and and yet he just he just falls out of bed. Well thinks thinks and puts the, up thinks points. the
0: game at a stupidly good level.
1: Yeah, well it, it took, <laughs> that would have been a big surprise to everyone who interviewed him for the draft.
0: That's the thing, eh? That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, and and see that to me is where the draft kind of messes up. Like, like, Tyler yeah. Toffoli is one of the reasons why, if I were an NHL GM, yeah. I would not interview players. Yeah. I, do, I don't want that to skew my—I don't want it to, one way or the other to skew my view of a player. <clears throat> well, is, Because I've heard of teams that took people—took players that blew them away in the interview. Yeah. And, and they ended up being terrible players. And now you've got Tyler Toffoli, who every team going away from interviews— thought he was one of the dumbest guys they'd ever met. Yeah. I, I've always said, G- give me 21 dumb guys. Give me 21 different- dumb guys. I don't care if they can't add two plus two. I honestly could not care less if they don't know where they live, if they are get lost all the time, if they lose their phone, if they can't add two plus two. I couldn't care less.
1: If they leave their I Lamborghini could not care on care the less shore and they- run out.
0: I could not care less if they. F- if you ask them what kind of animal... They, is you know, one of those stupid draft questions where it's like, if you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be? I'd, I'd want the kid to say, uh, potato. Like, just give me all those guys. Give me all those guys. All they do is play hard. They don't, they don't cause waves and they're really good. Yeah. Like, like, so to me, I would never, inter- I, I, I'm serious about this. Yeah. If I were GM, I would tell my scouting staff, we are not interviewing a single prospect this year. Yeah, I don't want to know what they think of themselves. I want to know what their coach, their friends, their high school teachers, their, um, you know, the, the charities they work with, uh, you know, whatever they're, you know, I want to know who, what all those people say about him. Correct. I don't want to know what they say about themselves. Yeah. I don't want to be skewed by that because I think there were teams that were definitely turned off by Tyler Foley because they thought he was too dumb.
1: There's also different types of intelligence. And that's what always gets lost in this Joe show.
0: Joe Sackett could barely put a sentence together when he was 18.
1: Well, I got a and friend- And now he
0: was one of the best GMs in the league.
1: I got a friend who's literally a rocket scientist. Yeah. And the family joke is, spell monkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the family yeah. joke yeah, to yeah. him, right? Yeah. Anytime yeah. he he goes off on his rant about being a rocket scientist- Spell monkeys. Somebody says yeah. spell monkeys. Yeah,
0: and he spells it M O K M O N K E E S, yeah. And he'd be right because they were a good group. Yeah.
1: Nice. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. No, it's anyways, my point is there's different types of intelligence yeah. and, and the way that your brain processes things on the ice and the way that your brain processes, it's just, I mean, it's, it's the same in every industry. There's some people that are really good writers that are terrible TV personalities yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so it's the same everywhere it's, to, to, to turn around and suggest that there's one standardized <clears throat> intelligence that you have to be is, is nice.
0: Right. Yeah. So okay. So we were talking about Tyler Toffoli. You've got him on a line, probably with Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt, who you just signed long term. Great right? contract, by the way. Yeah. Jesper yeah. Bratt. What about the Timo Meyer one? That's hefty. Hefty. Yeah. But it's so. That, that so now you've fine. got now you've got your top six set, and I'm going to throw this into the mix. Yeah. Okay. I asked Tom Fitzgerald yesterday. I said, you know, you talk about winning a Stanley Cup, right? Yeah. You talk about winning a Stanley Cup. You want to win a Stanley Cup. But really, until this year, until now, that was a pie-in-the-sky notion. You weren't winning before this year. You overachieved this year. You did a lot of great things. But I still don't think this year was going to be your year. Yeah. And my question to him was, so is that time now? Right. Is that time right now? And by now I mean 20, 23, 24. Right, and I believe it might be. Yeah, you've got ten million dollars in 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 uh, in cap space. Connor Hellebuck. Is or, that where you're going? Or his teammate, Mark Shively. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So like to me at six point one two five, like yeah. like I keep hearing that he's out there. Yeah. I what I don't understand is why he hasn't been traded yet. Scheifely at six point one two five with a year left on his deal. Yeah. Like especially if you're the devils and you're a team that's saying 23 24, we're going for it. I think that But it, you know, Hellebuck makes sense too.
1: Yeah. Okay, so so two things. One, I was gonna say you might be right that they that they just go push all their chips in this year, but I think that long term one thing that I didn't realize in watching the playoffs last year was how young Akira Schmidt is. Yeah, and so the deficiencies in his game that I that I referred to as strength deficiencies. If I were uh, anybody on the New Jersey Devils uh, team, uh, front office team, I'd be saying, or coaching staff team, I'd, I'd be saying, "Hey, don't even hit the ice all summer. You're in the gym all summer." Yeah, yeah. Hit the ice come training camp.
0: Yeah. The only th- the only problem for the but Devils is they don't have a first round pick in 2024. I don't. But so anyways, I don't think that yeah. Kier Schmidt's ready to yeah, yeah.
1: compete at that level right. next year right. I, I say that you bring in Connor Hallebuck, put him behind that already incredible defense yeah. squad, yeah. right? So you're not just trying to fix your defen- def- deficiencies with a goalie. You're, you know, you're shoring up your def- defense with a goalie. Yeah, yeah. And then...
0: Uh, I mean, you, you've built this team. Like, this team is now <laughs> it what, it is, what it's going to be, right? Like, because, yeah. you know, now your defense is set. I mean, yeah. Ryan Graves is leaving, but, you know, you've got... Luke Hughes and Kevin Ball that are coming up. And, pipe. uh, Simo Nemich and Simo Nemich. Yeah. So you've got, you've got, no, you've got that. You, you're okay yeah. there. Brendan Smith is going to be good. John Marino is going to be good. You own is going to be good. Dougie Hamilton is going to be excellent. Yeah. So now you've, you've got, you know, you've got a top six, like it doesn't even include Simo Nemich right now, you
1: right. know, in yeah. your
0: top six. So yeah. you're set there. You're set at forward. um, you know, It I, could be
1: argued I, that Simo Nemich on probably 10 teams in the NHL last year would have made their roster. Right. Last year. Right. Forget this year.
0: So do you swing? Do you swing? Do you swing and swing hard and give up an Alexander Holtz? Or even, dare I say, a Dawson Mercer? Do you do that? You know, <laughs> do you swing hard and just say, you know, look, Andre Palat's our third line left winger. <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like yeah like we have a team here we yeah. you know and their their windows just opening now yeah um but do you do that i mean you you've already made a statement by going out and getting tyler foley yeah you've already made that statement so now do you just swing and you say yeah we'll give up a holtz for
1: yeah x shifley Halabak,
0: mm-hmm. someone of uh, a
1: yeah, yeah a major contributing. I,
0: I think New Jersey is going to be fascinating to watch on and off the ice in the next little while. I agree with you. I think they're going to be super fascinating to yeah. watch. I it's funny
1: and um, it's nice to see it for Lindy Ruff as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like he's just one of those guys
1: that you cheer for. And, in the and NHL. don't
0: don't discount Travis Green being the associate coach here. Right, being I hired as a social coach—literally
1: discounted. The, that, yeah, man.
0: and and like it's funny because I talk about those two guys. Like when I covered the lease and I'd walk in the room and look around, I'd go, I'd look around, I'd go, "Who's going to be the GM here, the future GM?" Yeah, Tom Fitzgerald. Yep, that that tracks. Who's going to be a coach in the NHL? Travis Green? No, that doesn't track. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's the elevation here?
0: Yeah, one like. <laughs> Atlantic Ocean's 10 feet that way. Yeah. Anyways, but... Um, Somewhere between zero yeah. and one. But but actually, they both turned out to be very, very good at what they do. Like, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, the, I, I think New Jersey is going to be a lot of fun yeah. to watch both on and off the ice. You totally know? agree. Yeah. And they've already, you know, they've already started to move some younger pieces. Yeah. Like the Sharon Govich was, you know, he was a guy that was pretty prominent for them last year when they were going well. Mm-hmm. And... Really finished the year, really, really quietly and really, really poorly. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, and then you know, and they've moved on from Mackenzie Blackwood. You know, what like so you can yeah. see that they're they're starting to move those younger pieces to get to get the older guys. Yeah. And so, what do you do now? Do you yeah? I mean, do you swing for the fence? Yeah. And do you say to you know do you say to Kevin Shavel day off? You know, we don't have a first in twenty four. Um, so you can have our first in 25 and Alexander Holtz.
1: Yeah. Probably probably more than enough to get it done. Might be. Yeah. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois for Gabe Velarde. Don't Alex- like it. Don't like Iofolo. it. Don't like
0: it. Don't like it. Don't like it.
1: Tell me. Oh, you're you're low on Pierre-Luc
0: Dubois. I am. Yeah. I am. I, I like it from <laughs> Winnipeg's side. Sure. Yeah.
1: I, I, I feel like it's... Uh, I feel like it's a good trade for both sides. I feel like it's one of those ones where they're both getting what they want. Winnipeg's getting some younger guys to, you know, fill out their roster and just start to see what they've got. And, uh, LA's getting a third-line center that they can basically roll as a 1A, B, and C. And
0: pay $8.5 million to. That's the part well, that no, I, had, I the, take issue I, with. I think it's a massive overpay on both. I It's a massive overpay on both. On the trade, on, on and, the 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 trade and the contract? On the trade and the contract, in my opinion. For a 25-year-old guy who has never demonstrated that he's happy in any place, yeah, you know, has been has been inconsistent. Throughout his career, to say okay. the least. Yeah. Who <sighs> did he quit on them? <sighs> did he quit on them? Maybe. Does not make
1: an not Isn't so. that
0: a red flag? Isn't that a huge red flag? Like and I'm gonna leverage Montreal against everybody like like those are all to, the me, red Montreal is a big to me red flags. To me, those flag. are all red flags. Yeah. For a guy who had sixty three points last year. Yeah. Like he's, you know, I mean, I just like, okay, you want to win. You want to win now? You want to win later? There's exactly like I just one don't, I just don't hear done. people saying, I want to win. I need Pierre Luc Dubois in my lineup. There's exactly one reason why this is done
1: Matthew Kachuk. Pierre Luc Dubois falls into a Matthew Kachuk
0: mold. Oh, no, he doesn't. He's older. Well, no, he's probably about the same age. About the same age. But Matthew as has had a hundred points the last two years. A hundred points. Okay. He dragged the Florida Panthers into the playoffs, then dragged them through the first three rounds of the playoffs. No,
1: no, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. So what I'm, but he had a hundred points on a year with Calgary where everybody had career years.
0: Oh, I think he had, actually, had. did he have 100? He had 97 or something, but like whatever, close yeah. to 100 he, points. No, yeah. I think
1: that he had 100 points because I think that his whole line had 100 points. Right, right. Uh, and that was the big thing. Anyways, he had, a, a, on a year of Calgary that everybody had career years, I think that GMs are looking for who can be our Matthew Kachuk, the guy that gets that change of scenery and all of a sudden thrives in the and whatever.
0: So somebody went out and got the unicorn, so maybe we can go out and get the unicorn too. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're
1: not wrong. I'm not disagreeing with you.
0: I would have made that trade. 41 points. But not, at the, not with points. that contract. Not with that contract. 104. Kachuk had 104 when he got traded. And and had I Dubois would make that trade, 63. but not that contract.
1: 8.5 is crazy. You know, the comparable that kept on being used was Bo Horvat. Once again, another guy with again, way more money. Not,
0: not, like, no. Like, I don't put him in that category. No. I don't know if he's ever going to be in that category, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know. And a lot of people would say, like, if I put that on on Twitter, they'd be like, oh, there's confirmation that it's a great deal. <laughs> you think it's lousy. Well, anyways. Yeah, anyways. Twitter trolls aside. Uh I mean he clearly wants to be in LA. I mean he signed the deal. He's I, I'm not here to say that in two years he's gonna get antsy and go, I want out of here, because he's not going to, but he might. Yeah, well you never know. I don't but see why but not. it's but it's like but it's like this is a guy who's on his third team and he and he wasn't happy on either of the first two, you know? And and,
1: and I mean, and, in fairness, the guy wanted out of Columbus and got traded to the Columbus of Canada.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, just look, can we interest you in Winnipeg? <laughs> his dad was in the organization. His dad was one of the assistant coaches of the minor league team, right, of their American yeah. hockey league team. So like, what more do you want? Anyways, what more could want to make you get out yeah, of here? Yeah. Well, to me, like, I mean, you know, Cop- Copa Tarson got one more year on left on his deal. Yeah. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. I can see him going on a series of short-term deals after this. Yeah. You know, if he keeps playing the way he did last year, he he's going to be really good for a few more years, but predicated but, on playing that way
1: is having other centers to take right, heavy right, minutes.
0: Right, right, well, but they've already got Philip Deneau that's doing that.
1: Yeah, I agree. right,
0: and so so to me, I, I just the one thing I'm going to say is that you know sooner or later Kopitar is going to retire. If if you if anybody out there thinks that Pierre Luc Dubois Pierre Luc Dubois is going to replace Ange Kopitar. You're out of your mind. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're You're, you're right. out of your mind. You're absolutely right. I, I'm not disagreeing with, with you there. Yeah. I think that their thought is that the salary cap will get a huge bump by the time that Kopitar retires.
0: Yeah, you know what? But and that, then they've
1: got the money.
0: But th- you know what? And, I, and I, I keep hearing that. But that's exactly what everybody they thought. They want you to that's, think. That's, no, but they, yeah, that's what they want you to think. But that's what everybody thought. When Matthew when, signed. No, when when, when, the, when the Toronto Maple Leafs signed John Tavares, yeah. it was like, yeah, this is a big ticket, this is a big contract, but the cap's going up. Okay? I mean, obviously oh, no one saw a pandemic that was going to shut down the league and, and take billions of dollars in revenue out of it. But we keep hearing, yeah, this, the cap's going to go up. The cap's going like, to... How do we know the cap's going to go up? Yeah. How do we know that? It went up a million dollars this year. Yeah. And for the next three years... For this year, next year, and the year after, escrow is set at 6%. Right. And so the players, when they had an opportunity to raise up more than $1 million this year, did not do it because it would have meant a higher escrow. Right. It would have meant that they would have had to renegotiate that 6% escrow. Yeah. So if escrow is going to be at 6% the next two years, the next three years, and the players still have to pay back the debt, I'm not... I'm not convinced the cap's going up by any appreciable amount Mm -hmm. in the next three or four years. Yeah. It might, you know, and there's going to be a time when it is going to go up and revenues are going to be, you know, very healthy and they're going to, you know, be back to normal. But yeah, I don't know. I think predicating your signings, long-term signings on saying the cap is going to go up. If you didn't learn by what just happened, Mm. then you're not very teachable. Seriously,
1: yeah, I think that that's uh, fairly true amongst most hockey players. (laughs) Um, All right, uh, Alex Newhook for Johnny Fairbrother, first round and second round pick. Montreal and um, Colorado.
0: Yeah, is Montreal trying to go back to five or seven years ago? Like, are they trying to get every small guy now again? He's not
1: French Canadian though.
0: No, he's not. Yeah. But yeah.
1: I, I think um the thing that surprises me is that Colorado actually made those picks.
0: I, I'm not I'm not surprised they made those picks because I think, you know, you look at the Colorado Avalanche and they're I think I think they're really like they're really smart. They kept their two picks. Yeah. They kept their two first round picks last year. And I think they they have an eye to the future. There's a team that has an eye to the future. They're not going to, you know, I mean, they had two first round picks, but again, they don't have anything until the fifth round. So
1: yeah.
0: um, so then you, you know, then you, you, you know, you start to see we've got to restock things here, right? Yeah. And, you know, they obviously were thinking along the lines that they were going to pick up the guys they picked up.
1: Right. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Down yeah. the middle,
0: the Johansson pick and or the Johansson trade and the um who else did they get? Colton, they got, Colton, or, uh, yeah. yeah, Ross Colton. Yeah, so they so obviously that made that made Newhook expendable. Didn't have a great year, thirty points. You no, know? that's not a guy that you can again, as you're saying, that's not a guy you can rely on for heavy second line minutes. No, you know the the trade from Montreal's point of view is obvious. Kirby Doc,
1: they feel very comfortable putting young, struggling players with Mardin and St. Louis uh-huh. to uh-huh. Uh, refine yeah. their game. Yep. So the trade from Montreal's point of view is obvious. From Colorado's, and, and Gianni Fairbrother was a mid-level prospect. He wasn't a blue chip, and he wasn't. He like, wasn't.
0: Yeah, he wasn't.
1: No, but it, but he wasn't think, even among their top 10, I don't think. In fairness, that's 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 not fair because uh, Montreal has such a deep well. they yeah, prospect they're, they're right they're, now.
0: They're, yeah, they're yeah. But yeah. anyways,
1: Johnny uh, Fairbrother's a, a fine prospect. You know, nothing nothing to write home about. And so that's why I thought that Colorado was going to flip those picks. Is that I thought they were just looking for currency to get uh, somebody else. So that that's what sort of surprised me because Alex Newhook, being twenty two years old, if you're a competing team. They tend to hold on to players like that in hopes that they turn the corner at age right. twenty-three right. or whatever, right. right? Yeah, yeah. Um instead of instead of selling before their value is completely gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. that's the time where you take that risk. So I I from Montreal's perspective, it was an obvious trade. From Colorado's perspective, it was less obvious. But I mean, you know, I think to your point, I think you're right. They wanted uh the two guys that they got, Ethan Gauthier and Mikhail. Galeyev?
0: Galeyev, yeah 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 well I mean, and, and this is one of those ones where the 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 armchair scouts and managerial types yeah. are saying that Colorado like knocked it out of the park with those guys right and I guess maybe you know maybe, maybe not maybe yeah yeah yeah. You never know. I mean, they were say, they're saying the same things about St. Louis. St. Louis, they were raving about St. Louis's three picks last night.
1: If if Montreal, if Alex Newhook turns into Kirby Dock this year, though, let's you know, then what are they going to say? Right? Yeah. Like yeah, we have yeah, such, yeah, we yeah. have such recency yeah. bias in this game. Yeah. Anyways, let, let's move on to the next one. I think
0: we're there are more still. Okay.
1: Well, Kevin Hayes. Philly gets Kevin. Uh, Philly gets rid of Kevin Hayes. <laughs> yeah, gets Kevin Hayes. Well, Philly gets rid of Kevin Hayes and specifically Kevin Hayes's
0: contract. Which who could have seen that coming? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because- well, and and the fact that it's pre- it's pretty clear that, um, he did not have a place in John Tortorella's world. Right. You know. Yeah. Um. So they moved him, and uh, good for St. Louis. I think you know. I mean, St. Louis is a team that. Like, they, they're they not going to, like, they just, you don't see the St. Louis Blues bottoming out, right? No. Like, they're going to build on the fly, even though they've got, like, a 30,000 picks in the next couple, you know, they had three picks in the first round. They got, you know, a bunch of picks next year in the second and third rounds. Um, you know, so, I mean, the Kevin Hayes, I mean, the fact that they're only taking on 3.5 of that. Yeah. I mean, that could end up being
1: a pretty good value. Oh
0: yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I mean, he's a player that kind of, again, just it, it, he seems like a St. Louis type of player.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: uh, so it, it just, it just
0: makes, uh, it just makes good sense. Um, well, and you know, you, you, if he's C3 for you, if he's your third line center, that would be my guess behind Robert Thomas and Braden Shen. That would be my guess. That's not bad. No, that's not bad at all. Actually, no. yeah, yeah. That's a that's a nice that's nice nice down the middle. I my hot take on the on the um, on the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, is that Joel Hofer will be their number one goalie by the end of next year?
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah, he's been very good in the minors for them. I'm
1: on the anybody but Bennington trade as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. He will supplant Jordan Biddington as the number one goalie. Joel <laughs> Hoffer. All right, so let's do go. one more trade. Before oh, we get out of here, it'll take two really? seconds. Really?
1: Hall and Felino are out of Boston. And uh I think I think
0: um a I fat think, lot of nothing
1: went the other yeah,
0: way. I think uh I think Taylor Hall is going to thrive as a really good bad team player he seems that way yeah yeah he's gonna he's gonna put up great numbers and he won't have any pressure on him nope. uh, once again playing with the first overall pick um yeah no I I think yeah yeah I think I, I think it's it's good for Chicago that they bring in a couple of guys that can you know it's it's this isn't fantasy hockey, right? Right. Like the NHL isn't fantasy hockey. And a lot of people think it kind of is. Yeah. Fantasy hockey like, "Oh, get just load up with all these young guys and you know, but somebody's got to teach them how to play. Somebody's got to teach them how to win. Somebody's got to teach them how to play hungover. Somebody's got to teach them. You know what I mean? Like, or to practice hungover. I totally agree with you. Somebody's got to teach them that, right? And there's got to be guys that the Nick Felinos that stand up in the room and say, yeah, we suck tonight and and it's all my fault or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they got to have those guys around. And it's it's all well and good to say, yeah, load up with all these young guys and they're all... But young guys can learn how to lose too. They have to learn how to win and they can learn how to lose. And so... and so to me that's what this is is they're bringing in some guys that can insulate those young guys from you know the expectations going off the charts mm-hmm. right yep. and 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 they're the guys who are going to kind of weather the storm here, get them through this transition period, and then by the time they're ready to to contend, those guys will be long, yeah, go long gone long gone. yeah, I,
1: I think that that's exactly what my thought was. I think that Taylor Hall steps in. Onto a team with Connor Bedard, and is basically able to say, "This is what I wish I knew." As a first overall pick, yeah, with lots of expectations on yeah. me coming yeah. into the league. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. and I think I think that that's yeah, I think that that's valuable. It has value, and it's not that he can't play anymore; he can. And I think that he's going to be a good player on a bad team just like you do and uh i
0: mean especially if he's playing with bedard right he's he's gonna get some tap-ins there you
1: would think oh 100 yeah he's gonna get
0: some real tap-ins right so
1: yeah that north south game is gonna really serve him very well Mm -hmm. on that so okay before we get out of here and
0: boston clears up space to go out and get whomever
1: boston has been slowly driving their ship into a salary cap prism prison yeah prison. Well, they, they got out of
0: they got they got they and got a free get, get out of jail free pass on this that was one. a get out of jail free card yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: uh and before we get off of off of all this uh did you hear aiden hill yeah 4.9 mil what did i guess five i guessed five. Oh, you did yeah okay and you said he'd be yeah. overpaid three yeah for you
0: <laughs> but yeah but you know what it's on a two-year deal yeah. It's on a two-year deal. I guess five by three. Oh, my God. I'm looking at Chicago's Cap Friendly page and their their draft picks, and it's like I might have to go and get laser surgery after because it's just blinding me, <laughs> all the picks they have. Right. Holy smokes. Anyways, uh, yeah, but it, it's on a two-year deal, so that's not too bad. That's not too bad. I thought it was going
1: to be five by three. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Before we get out of here, let's just ask the one question what team do you think is most interesting for their for their moves coming up?
0: I think it's. I think I'm mean, keeping a big eye on Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. Tell me why. Well, because of the players they they have reportedly available. Right. You know, like yeah. like they've said they're listening on Shifley. Yeah. If I'm a team, I'm talking to them about Shifley. Like 100%. I just can't believe that this guy is available on a one year deal. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you got him for a year. Like that's, that's, that's a first rounder and a prospect and a, and a good prospect every day, every day of the week. Yeah. Seven days a week. Yeah. Especially if you're a team that feels like you're close. Yeah. You know, that's on, on, on a 6.1 million. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and, you know, apparently teams are wanting uh, the jets to take on some salary. And if I'm the jets, it's like, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll take one, on one or the other. One or, one or the, the other. One or the other. Sure. Okay. Like I'm either not taking on salary, or I'm taking on salary, and that deal automatically becomes a first rounder and your best prospect.
1: Oh yeah. You 100%. know what I mean?
0: Like not not just a top prospect, your best prospect.
1: If I'm taking on salary, that could look like a like first, if, I'm a second, taking, a if I'm taking if I'm taking
0: half prospect. of that deal. And yeah. you're only paying three million for Mike Sharfley on Mark Sharfley on a first year on on a one year contract then yeah. that is yet now you are talking about Alexander Holtz you are talking about maybe even Simon Nembich. like like the, oh, to yeah. me that's that's where it's like, yeah okay like yeah i'm I'm open to it I'm definitely open to taking on half of this contract, mm-hmm. but y- you do know that it's it's the the price just went up big time by a lot by a lot yeah yeah, yeah
1: yeah. To me, the team that I think is interesting to look at is uh, Nashville. Yep. They cleared cap space with Ryan Johansson. Yep. No other reason to do that trade other than clearing cap space. No other reason. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and according to Elliot Friedman, it was either that or buy him out. And then you've got, there's, there's rumors that they're willing to move on from Saros. There's rumors tying them, Askarov, to Montreal. There's rumors. There's all kinds of rumors about this team moving. And yet, all of it just it doesn't feel like rebuild moving it feels like they just like like they want to well, if you're
0: trading Soros that's that's a pretty that's a pretty bold statement I would imagine they're not I would yeah. imagine
1: that they're trading Soros or acaroff yeah not yeah both. yeah oh no not
0: both no yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah so uh, I just yeah I I agree but I think that they're they're looking to get something that they're lacking on their team I don't know it just it doesn't they haven't said rebuild. They haven't indicated rebuild. Like if I, if you're rebuilding, then why are, why don't you keep Ryan Johansson? Yeah, right. Yeah. If you're, I, there's just there's there's stuff that doesn't quite add up, and mm-hmm. I just feel like they're maybe looking at the Golden Knights and saying we can get really frisky in trades. I, and, I yeah yeah. And I, I think Philly
0: Philly's going to be interesting to watch too. Well, for very, sure, very interesting to watch. Yeah
1: yeah. But they but they're at least they've at least signaled the direction that they're going. Yeah, it's. I don't you know, think Nashville signaled their direction. We're
0: we're on a one way trip to Tank City. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're going. They are going, and they're not taking any passengers. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So I guess before we go, we have to talk about free agency for two seconds because that's all it's worth. That's all that free agency is worth. Well, it's funny because last night I was watching Sportsnet's draft coverage. Yeah and uh because i wasn't there for the first time in a million years Wah. um and and i saw they were like tune it is in better to than to, tune in. to have loved and lost don't don't be sad because it's over be happy because it happened um anyways i was watching sports that's draft coverage yeah. and and They were like, they were like pumping the tires for July 1st, you know, watch our, watch our free agent frenzy. And the graphic had three pictures at the top. The first one was Thomas Tatar. The second one was Patrick Kane. And the third one was Ryan O'Reilly.
1: Yeah. Nice. If that
0: doesn't tell you about this year's free agent crop, I don't know what, what you need, what else needs to be said. Like, there's a lot of like decent, good players out there that are available. Like, you know, I mean, obviously, you know. Jason Zucker is a guy. You know, Dimitri Orlov's another guy. Yeah. You know, Tyler Bertuzzi, of course, would be a guy, right? But, but like,
1: good chance he goes back to Boston. It's
0: kind of going to suck. I think, it's kind of going
1: to suck. I think that if you've positioned your team perfectly, if you've positioned your team perfectly in terms of having your, your top end talent. Yeah. And not having way overpaid for them, but you've paid decent money for it. And you've got your, you know, uh, a few prospects up and coming. I think this free agency could be good for you in mm. terms of yep. what we were talking about was those, was those mid-level players yep. for uh, Vegas. And at this point in his career, Tara kind of a mid-level player, you know, Klingberg would be somebody that I'd be looking at, uh, Max, Dumbo would be somebody that Max I'd be looking Domi, at. Domi, Ryan Graves. Zucker, yeah, Domi. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of those kind of, like, fill out the middle But six. there's
0: going to be a lot of, like, hey, we signed Oscar Sunquist today, you know? Like, that's oh, good, yeah. that's good. But it's not, like, you're not getting... Unless there's trades, you're not going to be getting a huge splash on... I agree. Uh, there's going to be a lot of guys who go, yeah, I knew I wasn't going to sign July 1st. Look... Like, when- it's going to be, like... You know, James Van Riemsdyk is like, yeah, I'll sign on July seventeenth with when somebody. You the know?
1: year that uh, uh, Stamkos went to free agency, sort of. Yeah, I mean, like the rumors were insane. I had a friend who told me that he had a friend that worked in uh, that worked for Citizenship and Immigration and saw Stamkos importing his cars from Florida to Toronto. And therefore, it was a slam dunk that Stamkos was going to other sign than the, in Toronto. Other
0: than the fact that he spends his summers here all the, every year,
1: right? <laughs> but I'm just saying that, like, like we're not going to have those rumors.
0: It's yeah. not going
1: to be that fun. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty, uh, a, a pretty business like yeah. free agency. I, I mean, I,
0: in Boston, Boston clearly wants to get older and slower. <laughs> As that's that that's my goal in life too. I guess I get it, but I don't get it. Right, I don't get it. Like. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not like... It's not like Boston's screaming for leadership. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they've got pretty good leaders there. Yeah. I mean, they're going to lose a couple of them and probably in Bergeron and Krejci, but they've still got some pretty good leaders there, you yeah. know? Um, now the big thing we're hearing is is Ryan Reeves to Toronto.
1: Perfect.
0: Uh, really?
1: I, that was sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: When Jim Rutherford traded for Ryan Reeves, yeah. he said this. He said, we needed that in our lineup. It was right around... It was when the, after the Penguins would won their first Stanley Cup 2016 of the two that they won. Yeah. And they got manhandled. They yeah. still won, but they got beat up real bad. Yeah. And Jim Rutherford's comment to me was, well, we need that element in our lineup. We need that guy. So we might as well go out and get the best one. Right. So, okay. So that's... Okay. That, like... I get it a bit. Yeah. What I would worry about with Ryan Reeves in Toronto. Yeah. Is Ryan Reeves being in Toronto.
1: Okay. Expand.
0: How do I say this? I would not be fully convinced that Ryan Reeves would not make it more about himself than about being a Toronto Maple Leaf. Really? Yeah. And I think that there would be all this expectation, all this pressure, all this. And I could just really see Ryan Reeves doing a lot of really dumb things out on the ice. Oh, you mean in that in sense? In that sense. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and not in the and, I'm walking in and, yeah, because yeah. because
0: I think the biggest and I'll caveat I'll give you the caveat that Anybody who knows me, anybody who's followed me, anybody who's read me, anybody who's listened to me knows that I think fighting is it should be out of the game, right? You what? Yeah, and and but I this is un, this is irrefutable in my opinion. The one thing that is one of the biggest misnomers about all of these guys that do this thing is that they're there to keep the peace. they're there to keep everyone safe. They're there to, you know, do this, do that and make sure that nobody goes over the line. Well, in reality, those are the guys that go over the line. Most of the time, those are the guys who start all this shit that makes it, that makes it imperative to have these guys around. Like I always say, you know, it's really good that X team has Ryan Reeves to keep, to protect their players from guys like Ryan Reeves. Right. right? So, so, I'm just not convinced that this guy wouldn't come in here and think, okay, I got to be the, the atomic bomb here and going out and doing some really stupid stuff on the ice.
1: So that rant made me extremely happy and possibly not for a reason that you meant. It's because you used the word misnomer when you meant to say misconception.
0: Yep. Misconception. Yeah. Irregardless, yeah. I said misnomer. You said, I did.
1: you said misnomer. Now you could have said the misnomer is calling those people sheriffs on the ice. Right. Right. But you said the misnomer is that they do a job.
0: Point so taken. Point taken.
1: That that That's now the score is now Dylan 2, Ken 843,362. 61. Oh, yeah. We yeah. didn't count that last one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. No Thanks. story time today, folks. Next time, maybe. Next time, maybe. maybe. Thanks so much for
1: sticking around. Well, next time we're going to talk about free agency. It's going to, you know, it's going to be a four-minute podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for sticking around to the end. Check out kencampbell.subset.com for this and Ken's great writing right into your inbox. Don't forget to check us out on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to leave a five-star review at No Filter on Twitter at Ken underscore Campbell 27. Of course, at underscore Dylan while We will talk to you next week, maybe.